This podcast is brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within federal, state, and local government agencies. Hello, I'm Executive Editor Eric Chabro, and here are the top stories from GovInfoSecurity.com for the week ending Friday, December 10th, 2010. The best last chance for major federal government cybersecurity reform to become law this year was the National Defense Authorization Act. That measure included a House-passed rider that would have established a National Office of Cyberspace within the White House to be headed by a Senate-confirmed director. But the defense bill also included a provision to repeal the Don't Ask, Don't Tell law that bars gays from serving openly in the military. And supporters couldn't muster enough votes to block a Republican filibuster on the bill, striking the death nail not only for repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell, but for cybersecurity reform in 2010. Though Congress wasn't enacting historic changes in cybersecurity governance, the White House moved forward with reforming the way the federal government manages IT. In a 25-point plan presented by federal CIO Vivek Kundra, the government will push the use of cloud computing and consolidate at least 800 of its 2,100 data centers. Tim Young of Deloitte Consulting is a former deputy administrator of IT and e-government in the Office of Management and Budget. And he says the plan should help secure government IT systems, though concerns exist about safeguarding cloud computing. There's many circles in D.C. or even outside D.C. related to cloud computing. You view it as a risky business proposition because of the security issues. Some people even refer to it as the insecurity of security. But Young points out that the new plan is aimed at only allowing cloud computing offerings if they can be secured. And agencies and departments would be required to implement secure cloud computing guidance being developed by the National Institute of Standards and Technology. He also says the elimination of at least 800 data centers alone should bolster cybersecurity. I think it does, primarily because you are consolidating and reducing the government's technology footprint, therefore leaving fewer assets on the ground and increasing the amount of resources you can apply to those assets to secure them from various security incidents such as infiltration, exfiltration, hacking, that kind of thing. I'll be back with more after this. Are you responsible for your agency's regulatory compliance program? Do cybercrime, data breaches, or endpoint security keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the GovInfoSecurity.com Educational Webinar Library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit GovInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. Welcome back. The aftereffect of the WikiLeaks breach continues to reverberate and is the subject of our featured interview with Eric Cole, a recognized insider threat expert and a SANS Institute teaching fellow. Cole says technologies and processes exist to prevent a WikiLeaks-style breach, but most IT security experts haven't instituted the proper safeguards in their organizations. With the right people, process, and technology, you could be able to put systems together that would greatly reduce the impact these types of attacks have. Cole says one of the biggest failures deals with how organizations control and manage access to data. Individuals should have access to data for only a limited time. If you look at just about everything else we do, your driver's license has an expiration date. Your passport has an expiration date. But when you're given access to sensitive data, it's typically infinite and there's no expiration. 
What if we went in and every time you were given access to sensitive data, you were only given that access for 10 days or 15 days? There was an expiration on it. And then if you still needed the information, you would then request a new approval form and have to be able to reauthorize to get access. Now what you're doing is you're shifting the burden on the user, which is where it should be, as opposed to this data owner that's too busy and too overpassed to really track and recognize whether people really do or don't need it over a long period of time. In the interview, Cole provides specific suggestions on how search engines and techniques and the use of thin clients could prevent the loss of sensitive information as the government did in the WikiLeaks episode. To listen to the entire interview or read a transcript of it, go to the GovInfoSecurity.com's search engine and keyword Eric Cole. That's it for this week. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekend and have a good week ahead. This podcast has been brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.govinfosecurity.com.